Let's go! Welcome to another episode of the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. I'm super excited to sit down with my co-host today and just talk some good, old-fashioned hockey development. Uh, my name is Danny Heath of Project Hockey, and with me as usual is... Heath Kamen of Elevated Hockey. And yeah, today, like Danny said, we he and I are going to talk a little bit about our thoughts and our tips uh, on how to make small area games even more effective in your practices and help your players' development through or uh, help their development through those small area games. So, uh, with that, I'm pretty excited to get into this because I've been using small area games for a little while. Like early in my coaching career, I didn't use them at all, right? And then with right. USA Hockey and ADM, like that's kind of a big push right now. We'll get into this in a second, but like last as recently as last season, I started using a ton of games. And then this year I've been doing a ton as well. Uh, and, and I've got some, some thoughts on that. So Danny, why don't you kick off first? Let me, let me hear a little bit about your thoughts on small area games and kind of how you incorporate them into your practice and kind of what's, what results you might be seeing from your players through those games. Love it. I'm excited for this. There's so many different ways to go with small area games like I think of it in a couple of ways, like there are, there are those, those coaches that are like, everything needs a purpose, everything, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. Like, absolutely. But sometimes small area games can just be fun. Like, let's go, let's get the energy up. Let's compete. Let's do this. And, and uh, maybe they're saying that is the focus, right? So um, I think there's that side of the fence where sometimes it's just like, um, Hey, practice is not going well. Um, and I actually switched to, hey, practice is not going well. I used to be like, we're getting on the line. And I used to be that coach that was like, well, we're going to get something out of practice today, even if that's even if that's skating, right? Like that used to be me. Um, but now when practice is not going well, it is, all right, let's do some games. Let's, let's work on this. Let's take whatever skill we were doing in that drill and let's reward it inside of the small area games. So that's like, the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. And so, um, a lot of times the way I'll do it, and let me try to organize my thoughts here. A lot of times the way we'll do it, if we're working on a skill, um, like let's just keep it very simple for the sake of this podcast. Like if we're working on stick lifts, if we're working on stealing pucks from other hockey players, lifting their stick, getting out of the way and retrieving that puck, getting right into puck protection and creating offense. We will implement that into the games, right? Like, obviously, that's a skill that's used in games. And so what we'll do is say, okay, we're going to play three-on-three cross ice. It is one point if you score a goal. It is one point if you stick lift somebody and steal the puck. But if you stick lift and you steal that puck and you score off of that, then that goal is worth two points. And then you get three points because you got the stick lift plus a two-point goal. And so we try to reward it. And, and the reason why we do that is because now you've put purpose behind what you've done all practice and people or and hockey players, usually they seem to react more to that. And so that's kind of one way that we've been doing it lately. Uh, we just ran a whole practice on deception, right? Like with their hands, getting, getting hands away from their body, faking passes a certain way to open up lanes, a certain, in a certain area. And so what we do is we reward that in the game. So then we played, we played two on two cross ice in this situation. And whenever you look someone off with your hands, you got a point for it. Probably a little bit more work for the coach because you got to actually be watching and, and calling that out. Um, but I think it's better for the players, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I, uh, that's interesting. So, so yeah, cause I, I've, 
I don't think I've incorporated games in that fashion before. So you and I do it a little bit differently. Like I haven't given points for like a stick lift and stuff like that, but that makes sense. Cause you're doing like a game, like a transferring that skill that you worked on to that game. So talk, walk me through your practice plan, Danny of like, so you're going to the rink, you're working with a, an age group and you have a certain skill or, or what does your practice look like? And how does a small area game incorporate in that practice plan? Absolutely. And this, I'm going to assume that the practice is going well and kids are mentally in it. Hockey players are going a lot of times. And I know, I know you do this as well. And I actually got this from Mike Hastings, um, the most winningest coach in the last five years in, in college hockey. Uh, not a big deal. Minnesota state university, but <laughs> every episode uh, throwing it in every episode, Mankato. Absolutely. People, um, <laughs> I just a lot start of pumping time, Montana state and Miami more than, more than hey, bring it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a lot of times, like I'll start my practice with usually it is center ice lines on each side, two on two, um, right in the middle of the ice nets are on each blue line. So you have a little bit of space there and then you can only hold on to the puck for three seconds. So you have to move it to your line, get it back. You have to keep, excuse me, you have to keep moving that puck, um, three second rule type of thing. And then after we do that, we get going. We usually jump right into whatever skill focus that is that day. Usually it starts with video um, where, like, for example, the other day we were working on deception, like I said. And so a certain type of deception where you're coming down the far side of the rink, you're flying down the wall, you open up your body and you have your third guy or girl high and you fake that pass to them to draw whatever defender is in the middle of the ice to go that way. And that way it opens up that cross ice pass and then you make that cross ice pass. And so what we did first was just work on that deception part. So we did a drill uh, where you come down the wall and basically you're reenacting and doing that skill that was in the game. Um, and you're doing that creating offense, creating offense. We did, honestly, we did like four or five different drills focused on that skill. And then we went into the small area games and what, what I usually tend to do, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I always start small, small area games and get bigger. So like we'll play one-on-one -on -one in the corner. Um, in this case, we actually did two on two with the, with the nets against the end wall spaced out almost all the way to the corner. So you had a little bit of space, but you had to work against the wall and yeah, you got one point for a goal, one point for the deception with your hands. And so, um, that part, uh, that part, we did that. And then we went into three on three um, where one guy had to stay behind the net because that allows them to use that deception, trying to make those passes and, and get their, their line mates open. And so we did, that was kind of our, our focus for that whole day, right? It was literally one skill showing deception with your hands. We didn't focus on it in the first game, the first uh, cross ice, because we we're just trying to get going, having fun. Did it in three or four different drills um, and then put it into a small, small area game and then a bigger, small area game, if that's even a thing. But that's kind of how it looked. Questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds good. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good way to do it. I think I think that from I, I think last time we talked about this, you, you mentioned that starting small and going bigger. And I, I tried that after you mentioned it and it works out pretty well. I've done that. Uh, with some of my black aces clubs where we'll start really tight and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, I think we grew it up to, we didn't go into full ice. So, I mean, we could, could have, but I think we grew up, grew it up into the, you know, 
two, two of the three zones, neutral zone and, and a D zone. So we could do neutral zone transitions and then zone entries with the game too. Um, but I like that concept. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's and, talk about, let's, let's switch it. So let's switch it to you and let's kind of go through that same deal. And then let's talk about some games that we've seen that sparked our interest that we'd want to share, but totally. let's, start, let's kind of start off on your side. How are you using these games? Um, and how do they look inside of your practices? Yeah. So for years, uh, coaching youth hockey, and, um, I always, I always tried to end with some sort of a competition, some sort of a game, whether it was like a three on three cross ice or a relay race, if it was younger kids or whatever, right. Just end on fun. That was always my, my theory. Um, last year, I still think that that's a really good thing. Like you always want the kids wanting more when they're leaving the ice, uh, last year with my college team, you know, we started, we started adding the small area game to the beginning of practice. Uh, and a lot of times, most times is the exact same one you're talking about. So my typical practice looks like the first, you know, the college team, we give the first 15 minutes free for just individual skill work. Cause the guys are old enough to just kind of know what they need to work on. And we work with them individually, but it gives guys time to come and go from class if they need to. But, um, with a little kid, like say I've got an hour, we'll, I'll give the first like three minutes free where the kids will just kind of skate some laps. Pucks will be on the ice. They're just shooting. It's just kind of open. And they kind of like get that initial, like blowing off some steam and energy. And then we jump right into a game. And a lot of times we'll put that, that, the nets just behind the blue lines and we'll do um, usually a three on three middle ice, just getting the guys fired, get the competitive levels up. And you know, what we saw when we were doing that was that starting the practice with the game definitely like increased the competitive nature of the rest of practice and kind of got the boys fired up right away. And um, usually would lend itself to a better practice than the ones that we had typically been just starting with a drill right out of the gate, right? Like a warm up drill. So right. if we start with a game, get the competitive juices flowing, the kids are having fun they're, um, but they're battling hard, you know, and we'll, then from there we'll jump in and usually I'll do like one, um, like kind of flow warm up drill with the college guys, get the, get the legs really moving and get some crisp passing. And then we'll get into whatever we're working on for that day. And so, um, for whatever we're working on, we'll talk about like an overview of what that skill is with a couple correct, like, here's what I've been seeing. Here's what I want to be seeing. Um, and just talking about like, you know, whether it's hand placement or puck movement or like, what are we, what did we struggle with last weekend? And then we'll jump into, um, a couple stations that isolate certain movements of certain patterns on the ice so that we can focus on like, you know, this one player's walking out of the corner. Where, what does he do? And there's like three different scenarios built into that drill. So we'll do into like a 10 minute, um, stations, like three or four stations. So for like 40 minutes, it's actually, we'll, we'll really do high repetition of certain scenarios on the ice or certain skill sets to reinforce that with the guys. So they're getting a lot of puck touches, a lot of reps. After that, we'll typically jump into then I like to try to do two games. Um, you know, the last say it's like last 12 minutes of practice or so we'll do like two different six minute competitions. And First, we'll divide, depending on the size of the squad, we'll divide it into set teams and they'll be, we'll keep track of the score and there'll be some sort of a reward for winning and kind of like not a punishment necessarily, but like the kids will skate or something if they something on the line, there's gotta be something on the line. Yeah. Right. So we encourage the celebrations, the, the, the talk, the chirping goes up a little bit during that, you know, friendly chirping, the competitive levels go up and, uh, you know, we'll play the two games, whether they're cross ice or in zone, um, 
you know, something that's built off of that skill kind of so that we're translating that skill that we're working on into application, but also in like, it's a critical piece, I think with small games is that you're letting the game be the teacher. That's kind of the buzz saying, but you know, it's really, it's making the kids read and react. So they're not doing like a passive, this is the drill over and over again. It's, it's acquiring that skill that way, but then it's applying the skill in a game like situation when they have pressure against them. And that's kind of where I think that the, um, the value of the games are is that they're applying the skill when they have pressure against them. So whether it's, um, you know, whether they're doing it in the same geography of the ice or it's like a cross ice that would happen in a real game, the, the reaction is that it's a one-on-one or a two-on-one or it's a two-on, uh, two-on-two or whatever it is. They're getting that similar pressure. So they're applying that skill under pressure and that's, what's going to help them translate it to the game. So like, let me walk you through. I just did a practice for the local junior team. Uh, a couple Saw days. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. That's kind of my new side thing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board as a skilled coach for them. Now I'm going to jump out one Bozeman ice dogs and a three shout out to those guys, some good kids, some actually some really high end players on that team too. So I'm going to be helping them out one day a week, but so like I ran practice for them the other day, every Monday I'm going to run, run a practice for them. So they kind of get warmed up on their own. And then I take the ice um, after a little bit. And so like, we really just focused on shooting, right? Like they would just weren't score, scoring enough goals or holding on to the puck a little too much. So we just did shooting. So we, we, we did those couple different shooting stations. And then I, I was like, I, I want to get into something that's moving the puck quickly with a lot of, like we focused on catch and release, like one timers and catch in the like, quick catch and release. So we did a game where I split them into four teams. Cause they had a lot of guys and the four teams, like we, we did like bubble hockey. I know some people call it pinball or bubble hockey and, where it's two nets on the side of each circle. There's one guy from each team in the middle and then two guys from each team outside the circle. And the guys outside can't come in. The guys inside can't come out, but any of the three guys can score. And we were playing like first to five. So it was just like shot, 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 shot. Looking like a lot of one-timers, a lot of backdoor passes, a lot of just basically quick and quick catch and release, which was exactly what we were trying in those four stations that we ran before that, trying to get the kids used to just firing pucks as fast as they can off of a a quick pass. So we did that. And then, you know, like the, the two winner groups would then come together. The two loser groups would come together. So then we have a first, second, third, fourth team placement, you know, and that was just basically the last 12 minutes of practice and the kids were fired up and, uh, and, and, you know, competing hard, but they're also, you know, one, they're getting, it's almost like a bag skate because they're gassed by the end of it because they're competing so hard Two, they're, they're under, under pressure, but also while tired, they're, they're performing that skill, which helps them retain it to, to transfer it to a game. And then, um, you know, and then also it's just, it's fun for them. Like they had a blast they're competing. And I think it's, um, I think it's a kind of a morale boost for them. You know, yeah. where they're they're especially if a team like like the low the the junior team I've been working on, they had lost a lot of one goal games recently. Like they're a super good team and they just hadn't pulled out a lot of wins that they probably should have in the last couple of games. So the guys were a little down, a little bummed out. And you know, I think you know, from talking to some of the players afterwards, I think the morale went up a little bit after um, you know, like a really fun competitive, you know, after losing on a sun, uh, Saturday night, that Monday morning practice, they're getting fired up and playing again. Like it puts them behind them and helps them get yeah. f- focused on the next game and boost them around they, over in the locker room. So have they played since your practice? Have they had a game yet? No, they're playing, uh, uh this weekend. So I, I was like, you boys better get a uh, win and yeah. fire some goals in that. Like they're playing the first place team in the league. And I was like, you, you guys gotta like make me look good here. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, here's my question quickly. Um, yeah. 
scoring wise, I know you just talked a little bit about it, but like, how do you normally do scoring? Do you just do um, like, we're going to play first to five or do you do like a time domain? The reason why I asked is because like I used to do, um, we'd play till five or play till you scored five, but then one team would get up by four goals. The other team would just give up. Um, yeah. And so what I've started to do now is just use the actual scoreboard and say, we're playing for eight minutes. Um, and here it is. And then I always try to place, and I don't know if this makes me a bad coach, but if the, the losing team usually has to do some type of skate or some type of something, something that has a little bit of purpose to it, not just like get on the line and go. Um, yeah. And so what I always do, it's like, all right, we're going to play for six minutes. The winning team doesn't have anything. They usually have to pick up the puck still because the other team's skating. Um, but the losing team has to, and I, and I laid on the table, like if you lose by one goal, you have one of these, if you lose by two, you have two of these, if you lose by three, you have three of these. And so do you do anything along those like lines that. or are you just kind of like, let's play first to five next goal wins, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we, I, I love doing uh mini games. And so we'll like with my, I do the black aces club, which is my like mixed bag of players from different levels. So it's like junior college, high school, triple A kids all coming together and competing. And that's a whole nother topic we can touch on of like getting the younger kids playing, practicing against the older kids. But um, what I do with that is that's almost, we, we do like a warm up. We do a warm up game real fast. We do a couple drills and then we get into a lot. It's like really game heavy. Cause I want the kids competing against the older guys. Yeah. And we usually do um, I usually do mini games to three and then the, and then we, but we switch, like we do a lot of different games. So we'll like, we'll do like first to three goals wins that mini game. And then we'll switch to another game. And if it's a game, a high scoring one, we'll do a mini game to five. Um, and sometimes we'll do, we'll, we'll just keep to kind of one kind of keep it fresh. We also mix it up. We're like, um, like yesterday we didn't have any goalies, like the goalies had class, they couldn't make it. So like we had to use two shooter tutors. And so we're like, all right, like two point, like we were doing like two points for five hole. Cause it was harder to hit. And like one, like only we were like, you can only score top shelf now. And then yeah. we were like, okay, you can only score bottom. Um, and then sometimes when we do, we'll do like a three on two cross ice. One team will always be on power play. One will always be on the penalty kill. And we'll do be like, all right, every power play goal is worth one point. Every every shorthanded one is worth two, but it'll like be a cumulative effect um, through those mini games. And then at the end of each mini game, the, there's like a winner or loser for each one. So it stays competitive the whole time, even if one is like Good. winning all the games. I'm taking away a lot here. I like the scoring system. I like keeping it short, um, especially in like their smaller games, right? So a, a two goal lead is like nothing in a smaller game. Right. It's literally like a, a goal and then whistle blows and that team gets out there quick and scores again. This episode of the let's go hockey podcast is brought to you by our friends at tech tour shields. Tech tour have created shields that are technologically advanced and designed to allow for an athlete's peak performance while maintaining that needed level of safety that we are all so desperately seeking right now, specifically covering a player's nose and mouth area. All of TechTor's covering products include easy installation with a simple Velcro design, anti-fog material, very clean sight lines so you won't be distracted when you're trying to look down at the puck, and great breathability when they attach to your mask or bubble. They offer two variations of shields to accommodate your helmet, 
The 1.0 fits all current Bauer and CCM cages from adult to youth sizes. And the Tektor 2.0 fits directly onto your CCM VF1 and Bauer Concept 3 face masks for anybody that isn't up on their hockey products. These are the bubbles or clear shields you see so many people wearing on the ice. We have teamed up with Tektor to offer you, our wonderful listeners, 10% off a three-pack of their Tektor shields when you use the promo code Let's Go 10. That's L-E-T-S-G-O-10 for 10% off. So use that promo code through the month of January 2021 and get yourself a three-pack because so many of us need this extra level of protection just to get on the ice at our local rinks. So go pay them a visit at TektorShields.com. That is T-E-K-T-O-R-S-H-I-E-L-D-S. Dot com and let them know that we sent you by using the promo code Let's Go Ten. Any cool games? And I know this is a podcast, but we can we can do a pretty good job of explaining some things. Any cool games that you've seen out there that um, are either new to you or you've done them forever and you're just a big fan of them? Yeah. So the ones there's a couple that I like. The the center ice one is 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 great uh, where you got two lines on opposite blue line corn, you know, like opposite blue lines, opposite side of the ice nets in the middle. That's a great one just to get, get things starting. Um, the one I described the, the pinball or the, the bubble hockey, I really like because it's, it's so many quick, quick passes. Goalies don't necessarily like it a ton cause they get scored on a lot, but the competitive goalies like really get into it because they're getting so many pucks at them. Right. Um, it's a good way to gas. I like the way you said that the competitive goalies like it. Yeah. The, the kids who don't get into it, hate it because they get scored on a bunch the competitive kids like eat it up where they're like they turn it into a game of like the goalies against the players where um but i like that one a lot where you got you got one guy from each each team in the middle of the circle and nets are on either end and then basically you divide the circle in half with the hash marks and on one side of the hash marks you got two guys and on the other side of the hash marks you got two guys so it's it's a three on three down low with a yep. ton of shots. Like that's a really good one. And then one that, um, you know, like a standard, I, I, I like doing cross ice, like it is pretty standard and pretty easy. What, what I like adding into the cross ice a lot, especially with older kids, well, really you could do it with any, but I like adding, uh, the transition to your own team. Like a lot of times it'll be the transition to the coach. Yeah. Right? Right. So I almost always try to have the transition to your teammate so that, like it's the next guy in line. And so that they've got to look up and find their team. And, and but it also is the the practice of the kid waiting in line is getting some puck touches and passing. But how, how would I get ready as a coach? How am I getting ready for my beer league game? If I'm <laughs> That's with the dumping. That's the dump. That's the dumping. You just yeah. put some bombs yeah. in the corner, but yeah. Um, yeah. So like, and I, and I say that the, you know, I'll change that, that aspect up. Like, okay, when you transition your teammate, like that guy's got to put a shot on net right away, or he's got to do a one touch pass or right. like that, that, that he's got to give a backhand pass back to the the player to transition. And then we do like change on the fly. So it's always going and rolling real fast. And I've, I've got one other one that I need to try, but I, why don't you throw yours out first? And then I've got one other one with no goalies that I'm hoping to try this week and see how it goes. Okay. I like, I want to hear that one, but a couple of things that I've done. Um, one, again, I got from my case things. This one might be tough to explain, but it's called offense, defense, offense. I don't know if you've heard of that, but basically there's two players on offense and then there's two players that back check them. And so those two, so the whistle blows, the two players go down and try to score. 
while the two the two defensive players back check them. The two defensive players get the puck, and as they're as they're skating down the defensive team, two of their players jump into the middle of the ice, and as soon as they get the puck away from those two offensive players, they pass the puck to those to their own team, and then those two go down. And play while the offensive team that just started it out to go shoot have to back check. So they went offense, defense, offense, right? And so it goes back and forth. So as soon as they come down, the other two of the team that's back checking jump out. They have to get it and get it to them go. Then you have to back check. And so it's very continuous. Um, and it's the that's the most intense mini games I've seen are is that specific game. Like when I know, okay, we're down, we need to get moving that's usually the game I go to um, where we don't usually tie a skill to it. Obviously you use skills inside of it, but that one's more like, okay, we're not, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything today. Productive um, in our drills. Let's do offense, defense, offense. And so we, we, we go to that one and I, I love that one. Um, hopefully we can find some video of it. I don't know if I have any video of mine. Um, that's what but, I was just going to ask. Do you have a video of that? I want to see it. Yeah. I'd have to find it. I mean, I'm sure I've taken a video of it before. Um, yeah, I'd have to find it. I'll look for it. I'll look for it. But that's my favorite. That's my favorite small area game. Another one that we do, and this one I do a lot with younger kids, especially when you have one goalie, is we'll set it up just like three and three cross ice normal, um, but we'll scoot one of the nets closer to the like the dot line, and then. The, it'll be three on three, but to get on offense, you have to get the puck behind the net. All the kids have to tag up, so we're pretending that's a blue line, and they have to kind of break out and attack. But once you get behind the net, it's kind of like that safe zone where the other team can't come and steal the puck from you. So if you get it back there, you control it. You've got some time, reset, regroup, and then attack the zone while staying on side. And so we really we do that a lot for younger kids to try and hammer home. Um, but we also do it a lot when we just have one goalie because you just need the one goalie for that. Um, so yeah. that's that's the second one. The third one that I that um, I've done a little bit, but I got it from the Penguins. I think one of my old uh, Jay Anderson, one of the coaches here at Mankato West, told me about this, and I was like, "This I love that." Um, but basically, the Penguins, and I'm sorry if it wasn't the Penguins or if I'm quoting this wrong or if he got it from somewhere else, but Basically, they would take um, three to four pucks and color the and spray paint them different colors. So they'd have a they'd have a gold one. Um, of, I think I don't know what the colors were: gold, red, regular black, um, and blue. And then every puck meant a different game, right? So they had a they had like a pile of blue, a pile they had a pile of each color. And again, they just spray painted them. And basically, if the black puck came in then there was like no skating backwards if the um red puck came in then it was a different type of it was just like a different rule right like if the red puck went in one player had to stay behind the net the whole time and so it took like four it took four small area games combined them into one and if you think about it like higher level players older players they should be thinking about that like okay this is the game we have to play on this one like let's like it takes a second for them to process it and then they get into the game and that's what hockey is, right? Like you have to process, react, process, react. And the faster you can do it, usually the better outcome. And so that's what that is kind of simulating. Um, and it's also getting four different games in one, which is uh, a no brainer. So if anybody's doing that, 
send us some video, send us some, some games that you, you think work great together. Um, you can use one puck to, or you can use two color pucks, three or four or five, whatever is, is good for you. But those are the three that I, I love. And I, I wish, I wish I did more of the different colored puck because I think that gets them thinking. Um, wow. yeah, those are kind of the three uh, I got cognitive decision-making in there too. It, it gets, gets the mind going. I love it. For sure. Um, yeah. So two other games that I thought of one, first one, we did this last night with my oldest boy, Brooks, who's five. We did this at a termite session. Um, we, we did it. We called it like garbage collector and we put a bunch of pucks in the middle. We turned the nets around the opposite way. And this was for like, you know, four and five year olds. And we put a bunch of like balls and footballs and other things there too. And it was a competition. It was kind of like hungry, hungry hippos of like, how many balls can you get in pucks? Can you get in your net first? And it really was just for little kids, the five-year-olds, it was like, you know, they loved it. Like my, my, my little guy, Brooks said that that was like the most fun he'd had really you know, in a while at a game. And it was just like all the kids start on the boards on either end, come together, try to get the pucks back into your side of the net. And, um, you know, like, like hungry, hungry hippos and get as many as they can, the team with the most things in the net wins. And so like as simple as that, now, I don't know that that's going to work with a college team necessarily, but maybe it could, I don't know. Cause, cause then by the time you get down to the last one or two things, cause I mean, we were putting like 20, 20, 30 things out there. Yeah. It got super competitive, even with the little five-year-olds on the last, the last puck. And it's like, that's the game winner and they're battling hard for it. So I might try it with the older guys just to see how it goes. But, uh, the one that I saw was actually from the Penguins too. That um, it was with no goal. It's just called Gates, where you put up like two sets of tires in the small area, like basically the hash marks down to the boards and the top of the circles over the boards. So you'd like segment the ice a little bit. There'd be like two sets of tires, and the whole game was two on two, and you had to pass the puck. Like one round, you had to pass the puck to your teammate through the tires to get a point, and then the other round, you had to skate the puck through the set of tires to get a point. Like you couldn't double back through this. Like if you go through one set, you had to go through the second set next. And it's all about puck protection and deception and, and like small area passing. So first round was passing through the gate. Second round was like skating through the gate. And then they also had one where you had to like, um, they'd remove one of the tires and there'd be like two or three tires total in that small area. And you'd have to like, um, touch the puck to the tire, like either passing it or skating it in and touching it and going. And each time you did that, it was a puck. So like that's three little small games that you can do in a small space, like even just a station in a practice that doesn't yeah. even use a goalie. So that's one that I've, I've been waiting for the opportunity to use it and I haven't done it yet, but um, I told one of my buddies here in town and he's been using it for a couple of weeks with his uh, peewee team. And I guess it's like their favorite game now playing gates sure. trying to get through there. So I'm, I'm excited to try that one. Get some video of it. Let's check yeah. it out. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Well, we got a few minutes here. We'll kind of start to wrap it up. But so the idea of small area games is like for me. So like my biggest takeaways that, uh, you know, I got from you is the side that like, I, I love the idea of those quick little mini games. And a lot of times I catch myself only making two teams. And I love that if numbers allow, obviously break it into four teams, have the winners play each other. And I think that creates more competitiveness. And I think that is the most important part of a hockey player is that they're competitive. Um, not necessarily always with somebody else, but even with themselves, right? Like, man, I don't want to be on the loser side because that's what it is, right? Spade to spade. So yeah, I love that idea. I think I would like to see some video of that gate game. Um, I'll work on some video on our stuff. 
if you guys and girls that are listening have questions or something, just reach out to us on Instagram, probably is the easiest way. Um, but what, what are some takeaways for you, coach? Yeah. Biggest takeaway for me, you know, listening to how you do your, your games is, you know, like we, I didn't really play a lot of small games growing up and I wish I would have because kids love it. And, and your mentality of, okay, here's a skill we're going to work on. We're going to practice that skill. And then the idea that like, you're going to not just like, okay, now we're just playing a game to burn the last 15 minutes of practice. Like we're playing a game that specifically implements that skill so that they can not only work on it in practice, but then apply it in a game setting to hopefully then transfer it to an actual game and having a point system to reward that skill, like the stick lifts that you talked about, or you can do it with like angling or backhands or regroups or something yeah. like that. Like there's whatever that skill is that your team needs to work on. You can build a game around that. Um, and I think that's a, that's a really cool takeaway that, that it doesn't have to be an actual goal in the net to get a point. Right. And it's, it's cool. sometimes, and sometimes, uh, you know, if it, it, like you brought up angling, sometimes we'll start like, okay, you have to start with this angle and then, the, and then it becomes a three on three and you, you get rewarded um, uh, on the point system like that, like you just spoke about. But yeah, I think, um, I think the sky's the limit. And I was lucky enough to be coached by Jimmy Johnson growing up uh, who should get on the podcast, play in the NHL forever. Actually never Figure got it out. Get it. Get on. I haven't seen him since my wedding, but uh yeah, I think in his mentality was like was smaller games all the time. We would literally go to Colorado every year and do and have a tournament with four other teams, but it we'd all be broken up into our into mixed teams and we just play cross ice different games all weekend. Like it wasn't like a and that for me that was the best because one, I met other kids, two, it was fun, and three, I got better. So yeah, I was lucky enough to kind of have that mentality of like these things are legit. Um and so that was, uh, yeah, it's cool, but I'm excited. Um, any kind of final thoughts, closing questions, closing comments, coach, to close us out? There's a lot of closes. <laughs> a lot of closes, a lot of closes. No, I think we got to wrap this up, but I think I got, I got something I'm going to save for the next episode, but uh, regarding some coaching things that I've been thinking about lately, but uh, that'll be a little teaser till next time. But I think the biggest takeaways with the small games is that um, I really hope any coaches listening out here um, starts thinking about creative ways to put them in their practice, because I think that they're more than just fun. Like one, they're fun. That's awesome. Right. The kids enjoy doing it, but you can use it to, you can use it to help build the culture, the competitive culture of your team through games. You can help with skill acquisition, um, to apply to the games. And, you know, when we go, when I go to the national camps, like it's really game heavy, like small area game heavy. And I think there's, um, it's not like it's anything new, but I think there's still a lot of coaches out there that are underutilizing um, games and just thinking like, Oh, the last 10 minutes of practice, let's have fun. Right. Um, which is good, but I think there's even more to it than that. So that's where I'm going to leave it on today. Love it, coach. I appreciate it. Thanks for catching up. If you have an idea again, or if you have a cool game you want to share, shoot it to us. We'd love to post it. Um, we'd love to share. That's what this whole thing is about is leaving the game better than we found it. So hit us up, hit that like button. And we look forward to the next episode. We got a pretty cool guest coming out um, in the coming episode. So check us out, show some love. And what do you say, coach? Let's go. I say, let's go. Let's go. And that is another episode of the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning in another week of the show. We really appreciate you listening and we really appreciate our sponsors. Once again, Tech Tour Shields. Go check them out. TechTorShields.com. Use the promo code Let's Go 10. That's L E T S G O, the number 10. 
go save yourself some money on a three pack of shields from Tektor. And finally, our original sponsor, HockeyWolf.com and LacrosseWolf.com for all of your on-ice and off-ice needs. And lacrosse season is quickly approaching, so make sure you check out HockeyWolf.com and LacrosseWolf.com. And they have the best team sales services in all of North America. So if your team needs new helmets or jerseys, a bunch of pucks, they've got it all. Those guys are incredible over there at Hockey Wolf, so go pay them a visit. That's H-O-C-K-E-Y-W-O-L-F.com. All right, everybody. Thank you again from the Let's Go Hockey Podcast crew. We will see you next time.